0: Hey, welcome back to our podcast where we do a yearly episode. Yes. On our reading. And so, hi, I'm Joe Radosovich. I'm Emma. And so, thanks for listening with us to our reading recap. Okay, so, should we even talk about numbers of books?
1: Yeah, sure. I don't have a problem with it.
0: Because I heard somebody say he can't think of a good reason anybody should ever do that, but we always hi. do.
1: That's him. <laughs>
0: okay. So I anyway. always talk
1: about it cuz it matters to me.
0: Okay. So how was your uh so what should we start with goals? What what did we pl- what did you plan your reading for 2023 to look like?
1: So um I was going to read 43 books.
0: Okay.
1: Which I believe was the uh previous year's number as well. So or maybe that's yeah I think that was the previous year's goal. Um, also, cause that just keeps me reading, I guess. Um, and I wanted to read more fiction and there was something else. Oh, and there were like a couple of like specific books that I wanted to read. So drum roll. I read 64 okay. this year. So actually... In the years that I've been... Tra- since the years I've been tracking. So 2018 was the first year I wrote down the books that I read for that year. Um, that This was my highest year of reading.
0: So why do you think that is?
1: I don't know. It's actually kind of weird because in the past, I would read a lot when I was nursing a baby. Yeah. And I had a lot of time just to sit there, yeah. you know? And currently... I'm not nursing a baby yeah. and I don't have a lot of time to just sit and read. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know why. But I also think I'm really been on like when I'm near the end of a book, I'm like, okay, what's my next book? I got to order it to have it ready because I hate being without something to read. Mm. And so I think just the consistency mm. of reading I think means yeah. that I am able to hit that. But two years in a row I've hit in the 60s, so I feel really good about that. Yeah. Um, or I think I hit sixty last year. It may have been fifty nine. I can't remember. I have to look. But um, so anyway, I definitely hit the numbers goal. My number yeah. goal, which was good, uh, and I like the challenge. I'm not like a competitive person with people outside of myself. Yeah. yeah. But I like challenging myself to something. So. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah.
0: my, my theory is we've watched almost no movies this year. Like we haven't even watched one movie a month. And instead, we often yeah we spend we, our day just reading. After at night. we wrap up everything with the kids, get them to bed, get our evening wrapped up, and then we go and we read. Yeah, instead, so used true.
1: to I am reading a lot. It's true.
0: We used to we would we would watch more movies. You know, easily okay. two or two or three a month, which that's not a lot for some people, but for us that's a lot. And now I'm like we didn't even watch one a month. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, anyway.
1: Okay, so.
0: <laughs> I'm giving her hand motions right now.
1: <laughs> and I'm really bad at reading them. Okay, so tell me about your goals and how that went for you this year.
0: So my goal was to just steadily read and read for quality. I wanted to read 36 books. Um, uh, we just listened to the end of last year's podcast. so We we could, we could remember what our goals were, at least from that conversation. Um, I wanted to read six... Listen to six audiobooks, read some more literary fiction, uh, read some Flannery O'Connor. And I accomplished all of my goals and then some like you, I kind of blew my goal out of the water. Yep. Uh, this is the most I've ever read. I'm going to, I'm going to finish the year having read 70 books. And the thing is, I'm ton. like, we're talking That's about like that book was a thousand pages and that book was, you know, seven or 800 pages. And that book was, I read 800 pages of another 1000 page book. And so I'm like, it's not like I read short books this year. Yeah,
1: some of those were enormous.
0: And so I've read a ton this year. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, most I've ever read didn't not intend to because I was like, I, I don't want to read for quantity. I don't really, I don't think reading sixty books a year matters or seventy books a year matters. I don't think you know, like if you're reading good stuff, like it, and enjoying it, then mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. So anyway, this year. Uh, I did read a biography of Flannery O'Connor. I read a lot of her short stories. Actually, all of her short stories. I read some of her other stuff, collected letters. Um, I'd read a lot of mysteries, which I planned on, and honestly, I got sick of them.
1: Did you read a lot? Really? Yeah. What'd you read?
0: Um, I read read one set in India. Not the Uh Vishpuri ones. It's the other guy. The Ganesh. Series maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I read Number One Ladies. I read some Dorothy Sayers. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going through my list, and I I read several other mysteries this year. And I was like, I think I, I mean, I kind of reached. Um, I listened to several the um, Jacqueline Winspear.
1: Oh
0: yeah. I actually liked them when I listened to them. Okay.
1: <laughs> I love you so you didn't much. Like them? I love you. I didn't. I didn't read them. I did oh. not like what you told me about them. Oh. they're just they're they're a little too on. Um, I too, liked, like emotional and freaky for me.
0: Yeah, they were. Uh, I liked. I liked them because they brought in history, kind of like Foil's War does. Like brings in real things from history into yeah. the story. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I knew about those things, and so that was fun. Uh, but anyway, eventually I kind of got sick of so we many. We actually
1: both read um, Lord Peter Wimsey stories. That's right you read because i read like the very first one or something i
0: read a couple of them and
1: it was so disturbing right you read the body whose body i can no longer read these it was really disturbing like it was almost like a modern like um what are the you know those tv the crime show like tv Mm -hmm. shows it's like what it was only this is like i don't know when did she write those the 30s 20s something and i was like That's a bit much for me. I had the other one, the next one. The one you read. I had Cloud of Witnesses on the, to read next. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. So,
0: Hmm.
1: it's weird though. I'm like, have I changed? Or have I, I'd I'd never read those before. We'd watched some of the shows though. So, I don't know. Yeah. That one in particular is just really nasty.
0: I wrote two, at least two quotes in my quote journal from one of the ones I read. Just because I thought it was such a clever sentence. Mm. And such a, just such a good thing. So
1: I do like how his character is a little bit like Worcester. Yeah, you
0: know, yeah, he's he's that, kind of that
1: kind of goofy. Doesn't he? Didn't he like have abbreviations for things? Or I, maybe I'm thinking of something else.
0: So I think he's a goofy t- truth teller.
1: And then the other character who's always reading commentaries, <laughs> biblical commentaries. He's like his helper. He's, like his like police guy.
0: Oh yeah, I can't yeah, yeah, think of what to but... Yeah.
1: He's like, yeah. oh, he's reading. Because you were like, oh, he's reading. And I was like, oh, in mine, he's reading, I don't know, some other yeah. book commentary.
0: So, okay, so that's kind of what our goals were and a little oh, bit of what we've done.
1: Well, I did I did intend to read um, a George Herbert poetry book, yeah. and I never ended up reading it because our library actually doesn't own it, which is weird. The whole library yeah. system doesn't even have – I mean, it's actually not that weird because George Herbert is not like – yeah. Unless you're like, you study literature, like, I don't, you don't have any idea who that is. So, yeah. It's not like he's a common person. It's like Emily Dickinson. Yeah. (laughs) Or, you know, something like that. So, our library didn't have it. And so, it was just, I never got around to like buying the book. But I'm actually glad I didn't because I discovered that I would rather read the book that's got a foreword by John Piper in it anyway. So, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I'd rather get that one. So, I'm glad I didn't. And then I was also going to do something else. Oh, at the end of last year, I was trying to read a book called Cordelia Underwood. Yeah. And I was like, I had been doing searches on like, what's a book that's kind of like All Creatures or Mitford or like, which those aren't even alike. But I just wanted, I have very specific requirements. And that one came up on like a search and I got it and I did not enjoy it Mm. yeah so that one just like it was weird there yeah it was just strange so anyway I ended up finding other series that I'll talk about later but that one was a fail Mm.
0: so Okay, okay so before we get to best books or notable books or whatever what were there any surprises in your reading this year
1: Surprises. Something
0: you were particularly like, didn't plan on getting into, mm, or yeah. something you started doing and you are like, oh, what? It's kind of a fun surprise. I didn't really yeah. plan on that for this so,
1: year. So, I mean, it's kind of a surprise, but kind of not. Because, like I said, I've really been trying to, I, I, I'm i trying to read more fiction because I, since I've been tracking, I mean, most of the books that I read read, read mm-hmm. were nonfiction up until last year. And I actually double checked and I was like, I read a lot of fiction actually that 2022 as well but this year it was like almost overwhelmingly like mostly fiction. Um so that actually surprised me when I looked at my list to realize I read a ton of fiction this year. And some of it was good and some of it was not. Um and so I did find some things that I like and kind of reinforced yeah these these kinds of books I just I can't read them. They're just not good. Um but I was surprised because I got into an author who wrote books um, between 1920, maybe, and like 1950, and her books are so yeah. great. And I'm like, I absolutely love her. Okay. So that was a surprise. Um, I didn't know that I would like books from that time period, I guess, Um
0: Well, that kind of just is a good lead I don't really have any surprises. They could, Those could be any surprises I have. Could well, also be lessons, I feel so like, we can just lead into that. But them.
1: I feel like something you said, though, you because you did some rereading. Yeah, and that, you found that some things you still liked and some things you didn't like as much.
0: I don't remember what I didn't like as much.
1: Oh, I didn't think that you liked um, the Flannery O'Connor stories as much. Because you didn't really like her as much <laughs> maybe oh, okay, I okay maybe see. Yeah, I translated yeah. that wrong but I feel like that and I thought there was another book that you were like oh it's okay like it wasn't I don't know why I thought that
0: hmm yeah I, uh, but I, I could I don't see know that what all okay read, so, so I would say I was surprised one of the things I've, I've done this year is uh, continuing to read biographies which was a plan that's so that that can be. But I started reading a biography if I was reading other stuff by an author. So I read a biography of Flannery O'Connor while I've been reading so much by Flannery O'Connor. Oh. Uh, I was reading Calvin's Institutes, and so I read a biography of John oh, Calvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in his case, I liked his Institutes less and his biography more. Uh-huh. In her case, she's just a really complicated person that if you only read her stories, I feel like you, you can kind of impose on her and the story you're more of what you think she means by things. Then when you know her biography, you're like, Oh, I see what she, I, I see more of Mm. her in this story. Yeah. Uh, Specifically because a lot of people love her stuff because she is a Southern Catholic writer. And so then they would then, I know of people that would then take Baptist ideas and put it on her stories and words, Mm. uh, reformed ideas, evangelical ideas, and put it because of certain words. And when you read her biography, you're like, no, she actually means something very Catholic by that Mm. word. You don't actually understand the story. So, uh, it, you actually can, uh, sometimes the words can be so familiar because they're English that you can like not realize she's actually using the word in a different way. Sometimes you can do that with old, old English or older English writers. You think that somebody means something and, um, that's actually not what the word meant. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so anyway, so actually there are some things in Flannery O'Connor I appreciate more, but I feel like I'm. A lot clearer about who she was ah, okay so uh anyway yeah hmm. but that's a kind of a good point that um yeah so let's kind of go into what are what's what's one of the best books you read we'll kind of alternate back and forth okay what's something that was really um, good that you read first this year
1: would be um seeing beauty and saying beautifully yeah was did you read that this year Okay. It was the very beginning of the year. Oh, okay. So it's actually one of, what is there, seven books in there? Yeah, because that's 21 so- Servants. So um, so John Piper wrote a series of books um, on Heroes of the Faith. I don't know what exactly, yeah. how you want to describe that. And they've been combined into one volume called 21 Servants of Sovereign Joy. Mm-hmm. And... I had read one or two previously, but I got the volume as a gift, and I was reading through that. And um, seeing beauty and saying beautifully has like stuck with me all year, and I just love it. And I had and I had Joe read it because I was like, "You, I just, I knew like there'd be something good in there for you." Yeah, and it's really neat. So it's a it's a short biography about. Um, George Whitfield, George Herbert, and C. S. Lewis. Yeah. And it's about kind of like the art of putting into words the glories of Christ and how that in itself is glorifying. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's like a really, it's hard to explain it. Um, you really just have to read it. But, uh, I just really, really love that. That was probably my number one nonfiction probably for the year. I really mm-hmm. loved it.
0: Yeah. So one of the, one of the themes of my year was if you were the kids told me I should read something, I would try to work mm-hmm. it in.
1: Yeah. You did like, that. Like people you would like pick up like, yeah,
0: people for quickly. years, I mean, people always hand me books to read or tell me books to read, and I just don't have enough time for mm-hmm. everything that everybody gives me. Right. But if you or the kids do, I was like, I read enough books, I can include some of those. Yeah. And that was one that you gave me, and I, I kind of had a certain place <laughs> in my reading it was going to fit. And so it took a few months until that spot came open. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I read it and loved it. Like, oh, man, I got so much from it. Mm-hmm. Um. Because yet the idea is that the work of trying to say something or mm-hmm. preach something or write something in a, uh helps you understand it better, so mm-hmm. if you're trying to uh, write poetry that expresses truth like George Herbert or preach sermons about the truth like George Woodfield or uh, understand the world like c s Lewis and then explain it, the act of trying to be creative yeah. helps you understand it yeah
1: and, and does and, what and, you're intending and to enjoy
0: do. it at and enjoy it it's so really cool. anyway i loved it so
1: which one of those three like people did you like the most
0: um so <laughs> that's funny because the one i liked the most was george herbert oh yeah the one i got the most out of is george whitfield
1: that's funny i remember you telling me a lot about george whitfield so i was thinking that was what you were going to say but
0: yeah. yeah, so
1: the, the Herbert one is my favorite. George thing.
0: Herbert, because he was a simple pastor yeah. who died young, did work that nobody knew about, writing poetry mm-hmm. that then lasts for centuries after his death. Yeah, because it's just like encouragement to go doing good work is worth doing.
1: Right. It's right. just
0: like that was a part a part of what I learned mm-hmm. from him. That's in that, cool. Which is affecting kind of how I what I read next year. That's, oh, that's part of our,
1: interesting. Yes,
0: we can come to that. Uh, but George Whitfield, uh, because I, I've told you that I struggle, I have struggled in the past with reasons, non selfish reasons to try to improve as a preacher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because it can feel really self serving when you see a preacher that just seems caught up in themselves and their hand motions and they get every detail right, but like, they just seem really stuck up and arrogant and i never wanted to be so consumed with myself Mm. when i preach and so it was always kind of a struggle to go like what's a reason to try to improve in eye contact what's a reason to improve in the -hmm. delivery of a sermon and george whitfield among other things in that biography you said that uh that an actor works hard to explain something that's not true Like I'm acting out a part, a story that's made up. Yeah. And so in this, in the same way, a preacher who is telling something that's actually true should devote himself to telling that as well as possible.
1: Wow. That's cool. And so that means... So it's like a service.
0: Yeah. So it's not a, you should try to improve your preaching so people like you better, Mm -hmm. but it's actually so that they'll believe the truth Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so that it comes through clearly. That's compelling. (laughs) So anyway, I love that biography. What about you? Which one did you like best? Uh, George George Herbert.
1: Oh, okay. I like best. Yeah, uh, I really like his poetry, and I'm I'm real excited. I am going to this year. We're going to get that book. I'm going to read it.
0: Yeah, there's <laughs> there... he only
1: wrote like 100 poems, that... so there isn't like this is the, this is it. Like this is what he has.
0: That anthology of poetry that I have, or literature, or whatever. Yeah, it had is, some Herbert has it, I think. like 14 of his poems, but oh, I, don't wow, many, nice. I don't know how many. I don't know many how many he wrote.
1: Yeah, he only wrote like 100, and they were all. Public. I feel like a. It was one book. Cousin or brother or brother-in-law or something. I think he said, didn't he tell him if this will do any good, like publish it or something? And if not, burn it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we are 400 years later. Um, Yeah. So, or five, well, when was that? It was 1600 at some point, so. I don't know what the question was we're talking about, so. Oh, notable book. Top book.
0: uh, For me, Number of the Stars by Lois Lowry. Yeah.
1: you and Ellie both so did
0: I read it first or did she
1: Uh, I I had you read it because I was like I don't remember it and we have I just need to make sure things aren't too sensitive
0: so one of the things that I planned well one of the things I've learned is when we're on vacation young adult novels are great which I've come to think, I think there's just novels. Like I'm not sure, but anyway.
1: Well, I mean, CS Lewis would agree with you. Yeah, so there's just good, <laughs> there's just good books
0: and bad books. Like as <laughs> you like, but on vacation, books kind of intended and geared towards uh, kids, teenagers can be really mm-hmm. a great fit. And I am less down on award winners than you are. But I mean, yeah, I'm less down yeah. on them than you are. Yeah, maybe maybe some of the ones I'm reading are older ones. But anyway lois lowry i've read other stuff by her before but this one it's a book about um a little girl in denmark during when the nazis occupied denmark who had a friend or neighbors and friend family that are that were jewish and her and her family's efforts to like take care of them Mm -hmm. and so it's a story about the the danish resistance you know um and it was wonderful. It was everything yeah. a book should be. It was so good. <laughs> so uh, next year, I, I think I'm going to be copying that out by hand as copy work. Oh, yeah, I loved that's it right. so much. I loved it so much that I was like, oh, well, this magic. This is such a good book. Yeah. So.
1: And the reason I had, I wanted you to read it first before Ellie read it, because she wanted to read some World War II stuff, but... I knew that some of the topics would be a little too much for her, but I was like, it is Lois Lowry, so I need you to read it first. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that one actually turned out, she really liked that book a lot and, um, as uh, well, yeah. so that's, that's really cool.
0: Yeah. That which became a theme um, of reading books recommended by or along with you guys. Yeah. Well, so with we our can kids, talk about really.
1: It. Which is so, cool.
0: So uh, that was my top book. Let's take a break and then we'll be right back with more okay. top books. All right. So, what's another top book?
1: Yeah, I'm excited about this. So my top fiction is Miss Bunkle's book. Okay. And it's I I've decided it's the top my top fiction for the year for two reasons. One is the book is so good. It's like part Jane Austen, part Anne of Green Gables, part. Mitford. It's like got all the good things in one. It's like it's funny. It made me laugh out loud. The story is really great. I had no idea what was gonna happen. Um, it's like wholesome, it's clean, but it had like a super modern feel to it. Like it felt like a book that somebody would have written now, like in 2023, mm-hmm. set in um this one I think was more like 1930s. Um england so it had like this modern feel to it but it was like really great really great so i highly recommend miss Bunkle's book and it is part of a series um i can't remember if that's three or four books series okay so anyway the author is d, d. E. stevenson so dorothy emily stevenson was her name and she wrote a ton of books and she's kind of one of those people that's been forgotten and her books are coming back um, into print, so um, they have these kind of really colorful, modern, modern-looking, as in like the style and the colors, um, covers now um, of some of her books. And I've I've been reading them, read a bunch this year. But so Miss Bunkle's book is a great story, but it also kind of was like the beginning of a this walk down this great road of books for me. So that's why it, like. It's really special so how about you another top so book? Uh,
0: most of my top books are all fiction like i could uh, i could name 10 really good books wow i was just looking for this right now to see uh-huh. if there was a okay so a couple i'll just you know a couple ones i really really enjoyed that were non-fiction since i already did a fiction one was the boys in the boat by daniel james brown huh I'd heard about it. I've read other stuff by Daniel James Brown, and was like, "That sounds stupid," and he was incredible. It was so good. Uh, it's a it's a book about a team of rowers at the University of Washington who win national championships and end up rowing in the Berlin Olympics before World War II.
1: So um, you can see a theme. <laughs> it's like a World oh, War II yeah, theme yeah, everything going comes on back here. to World
0: War II. Uh, and uh, so. That one was great. I mean it, it was a, it's an amazing book. But um what was fun about it was at the same time two of the kids read the young adult version of the same yeah. book. Which it's young funny because it had almost young readers. Yeah. It had almost all the important information okay. and just so just a little bit shorter. And uh, so it was super fun for us to talk about that. Yeah. But that and book was... had
1: that on on the lit for on Micah's list and yeah. it just was like, Hey, why don't you guys both read it at the same time?
0: Uh, and then the, uh, and so I've known about the book, ignored it, but regretted it. Great book. And then it, the other, uh, nonfiction one I was going to mention, is called The Shepherd's Life by James Rebanks. Yeah. Um, I heard him when we lived in Louisville yeah. do an interview with Wendell Berry. I love, I went because of Wendell Berry and I was like, who is this guy? I don't particularly <laughs> care. Uh, Wendell Berry really likes this guy's book, but I just never got around to, Like yeah. it now came into my life at just the right moment. I loved it. It's uh, a very uh, it's a very philosophical. No, it's a very interesting look at one year. That's actually not even true. It's one one tour through this to the calendar. It was starts with seasons. Starts with summer, fall, winter, spring.
1: Over a course of years.
0: But so he's telling the seasons, but he's telling about his life. Um. As a shepherd, mm-hmm. and he is probably a tenth generation shepherd, uh, and he's talk- and he talks about like life on the farm, but his own life and his family and what's gone on in his own family, mm-hmm. but what's gone on in farming and shepherding in England yeah. over the years. It was just an it was a terrific book, super fun. I really loved it. Uh, helped me understand just kind of things. Yeah, in, that, in the world. That that so, way
1: of telling a story sounds really interesting. Yeah. Um,
0: so it was it was absolutely excellent. So that was uh, those were a couple of nonfiction. What's another couple notable books you wanted to talk about?
1: Um, let's see. I don't know. I read a lot. I read a lot this year, which is good. Um, I really enjoyed. Uh, I read, so in last year I read like all of the um, James Harriet books. Yeah. And so this year I actually read his, the biography uh, by his son. And that was really good. That was really good. I really enjoyed that. And I thought, is that the, only, I guess I read seeing, I did, I read seeing uh, Beauty and Same Beautifully. but... I'm trying to think, did I read other biographies this year? Some years I read a bunch, and I was struggling to find any biographies I wanted to read this year, but I' did, did read the real James Harriet, and that was good. Um,
0: yeah, you told me you thought I might like that.
1: Yeah, I do think you would like it. it It didn't like ruin my view of you know, sometimes you yeah. like read about the person and you're like, oh, I don't, you're not, your life isn't cool. (laughs) You know, instead I was like, wow, he's like really genuine, you know, and it's written by his son. So his son could have been like, here's the real dad. And he wasn't great. you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. and instead it was, um, it was really good. And let's see, I did do something new this year and I read, um, I studied two Old Testament books with a, commentary. Mm-hmm. And I've never done that before. And so, um, or did I, no, I did one last year, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Did I do Ruth last year mm-hmm. or was that the beginning of this year?
0: Oh, well, I don't know. I
1: don't know. I can't remember now. So I guess that wasn't a new thing. I don't know when I did the Ruth one then. That was first though, because that was the, uh, funny phrase. Um, but... Anyway, I did two more. I read two more books. I did Hosea, Hosea, and Amos this year, and that was really um, that was fun because it's just kind. It's still new, like to study the Bible that way. We had a visitor. Do we need something?
0: No. Oh, I think someone's just
1: going to the bathroom. Um, Other things of of note. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not really sure there's anything. I, I just have been reading a lot of fiction <laughs> uh. and a lot of fiction by the Stevenson, like a lot. The other really great series by her is the Mrs. Tim books. And and that is actually based on her own life as an army wife during World War II. And so those ones are great. Those ones are just really great. So tell me, you're, I can tell, you're ready, you're ready to tell me something. I mean, I
0: I could just do a list. Like, so I read a bunch of young adult fiction. Again, I think there's just stories, but like I could name, I really enjoyed Because of Winn-Dixie, I partially enjoyed Jacob Have I Loved, uh, but it didn't end well, it didn't end well. <laughs> like the weird. book was like headed somewhere good and then it takes mm, a detour. Yeah. I feel like the editor kind of came in and Wait, and, and, and who wrote that, wrote that one? one? Catherine Patterson.
1: Oh yeah, she's written so many things.
0: Uh... I loved the Wilder King trilogy.
1: Yes, we'll talk about that in a minute because that's not on my list. So, yeah, we got to talk about that.
0: So, Crispin, the Crispin trilogy. And
1: your Crispin book club.
0: We had a Crispin book (laughs) club again with one of the kids had read it. And it was like, yeah, I think you could probably read that. And I read it and really enjoyed it. And another one of the kids read it. And then a couple of us read the other two books. They're not quite as good as the first one, but Crispin is absolutely excellent. Like, again, it's exactly what a book should be. It's written so well. It's about a medieval... It's a boy in medieval England who's trying to figure out why people are trying to kill him.
1: (laughs) So it's... It's it's, Jason Bourne in medieval England. It's amazing.
0: Like, it's great. It, like, it is just great. Yeah. It's a really good book. And that's
1: by Avi, who... Yeah. I mean, prolific writer. So, and in fact, Micah just finished another book.
0: Yeah. So those were good. Wilder King was excellent. We'll talk about that. Um... I, I don't know if I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, actually, I know there are some other ones that I read, um, but those were a few of the fiction ones that I read. Wilder King. Yeah. You want to talk about Wilder King? Let's
1: talk about Wilder King. So, the Wilder King, it's called the Wilder King Trilogy, right? Yes. So what the series is called, by Jonathan Rogers. And so we we had actually read the first book, or I had read the first book to some of the kids a few years ago, and we liked it. And I believe that Ellie then read the second one. Yeah, she did. She may have read the third one. No, she, she told me she it. didn't. Okay. So I decided this year we would read the first one in school, and the kids really enjoyed it. Um and so we were like, oh, for our, we read, we listen to audiobooks when we go on vacations. And so for our fall vacation, we were going to do the second Wilder King. And at this point, you haven't even read the first one.
0: Right. And I had resisted it because the description I had been oh, given was yes. bad. And I, I don't think it should be described that way. Yeah. And so anyway.
1: I don't think it it's not, yeah. So anyway, let's just say the story is about... A couple boys and the kingdom being torn apart. (laughs) But it's, like, way more than that. I would describe
0: it as a boy prophesied to be king trying to figure out, is it true?
1: And what's my role here while I wait? Yeah. But it involved... There's just great characters and fun things. It's also... um, Okay, so let me back up. So we listened to the second one yeah. and you're like, "Okay, I need to figure out what the story's about." Then <laughs> you read the first one. Uh, yeah,
0: well, I had a gift card and so oh, I ordered the whole set. The one. we right. had finished the second one. We had finished
1: the second one cuz it was um our vacation, we just didn't listen to it as much as we thought we would. Um, so then we finally finished that as a family on audio. And so we were like, we got to listen to the third one. Like there's just no Yeah. You know, so we listened to most of it on our drive to Christmas and back. With my yeah. family. <laughs> so most of it was that. And then we just finished it the other night. Yeah. Was it Tuesday night? We just finished it. Something. And it is incredible. Like, it totally ranks up there with all the best um, fantasy, yeah, Narnia, epic.
0: Uh, Green Ember, Wingfeather. Hobbit. Um, Hobbit. It's an excellent story. It's, it's really, really, really good. good. And everybody describes it in a way that I think ruins the story a little bit. And Makes you go, it makes you think uh, something's
1: going to happen that's not,
0: and instead just like let it be the story that it is,
1: which is interesting because that's what Bayard says live the life that unfolds before you, yeah. Just like, <laughs> just, yeah, don't expect too much from this book,
0: yeah. Uh, it's it's it, they're it's beautiful really books, they're really so. Really, the
1: really other good. great thing about the Wilder King trilogy is so the audiobooks were really fun because they're read by the author and he is very southern, so. Um, you know, he's got the southern accent the whole time. But the the books themselves have a lot of, like, references to southern, southern culture. culture. And, like, it's funny because Joe knows that and the rest of us don't. And it's just, like, really funny. Like I didn't realize how many things were, like, not just, like, made up, but, like, actual southern things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, for example, there's a character named Dobro.
1: Yeah. And I, I just immediately
0: I just immediately was like, hey, Yeah, yeah, the instrument, you know, like and she like, I think we, it was
1: in the third book. We were wa- we... reading
0: the third book and we actually were watching a concert that we watch at Christmas in the Christmas time. season <laughs> during that you know, this month, you know, a couple weeks back, we were watching a um a concert, and I pointed out one of the guys is playing a Dobro, and they were like, What? That's a do like that's a thing? He didn't just make up the word? <laughs> And I'm like, no, but it's, the story's got palmetto in it and it's got lots of like sayings and like different details that I'm like, that's my growing up. That's my life. And they don't, she doesn't know that. And the kids don't know that. And so it was kind of one of the fun aspects of it is it's not set in America. It's not set in this world. It's a fantasy world, Mm -hmm. but it's a fantasy world that draws from the South. Got interrupted there, but, um. Yeah, it was kind of fun to have a a story, a fantasy story with Southern culture Mm -hmm. in it. So that one was a fun book. Yeah,
1: that was really fun. And I actually didn't even think about that. I didn't have it on my list um, because I just don't include things that I read with our kids or that we listen to as a family. Not because I don't think they don't count. It's just my list is my personal reading. And so I just don't put... um, the things that we do as a family on there are the things that I read yeah schooling in there and that's okay. So that's why it did not it didn't trigger in my head. Oh yeah, we read Wilder King and it was so great. Um but yeah, it's good. It's
0: really yeah. good. Listening to an audio book together with other people is actually an experience and I think you guys get this reading it aloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh i would highly recommend finding a good book and listening to one like when you're on a road trip or something like that mm-hmm. because everybody in the family can then refer to things in the story because yeah. it's a shared experience yeah that's pretty cool yeah
1: so, it really is fun and the other one that we read on our spring vacation i think we did the penderwicks yeah
0: so some people one in the, the family knew the yeah. story and other people like me didn't know it now i didn't include that in my list because that's I, it, well we listened to it as an audiobook as a family but like I just didn't include that in the list. But these, we listened to the last two. I read mm-hmm. the, the first one on yeah. my own on a paper copy. But I enjoy them enough. Enjoyed it enough that I was like, I want this in the record of my reading. Mm-hmm. I want to remember that I read this this year. Yeah. So. Um, so that kind of we could talk about individual books, but I think we've kind of covered our notable books. What uh, What are some of the Themes or lessons from your reading this year?
1: Hmm, I don't know. I, I read a lot of fiction, um, which was good.
0: You sound like you're down on it.
1: No, I'm not. I'm just. I was like lessons. I don't know. I don't. I don't read for lessons.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean les- lessons about uh, reading.
1: I don't know. I don't so, really know how to answer that.
0: One, okay, so. The, what I was thinking of is I specifically learned how much I'm enjoying rereading. Mm. So I am like 13 books away from a thousand on my book list that I've been keeping for years and years. And as I get closer to a thousand, the more I'm, the more I like want to return to books mm-hmm. I've read before and see are these better than they were before? Do I like you know? Do I understand them more? Did I understand them right the first time? And so one of the lessons I had this year is I reread a, a good number of books, both things that I just read for pleasure and I reread a number of books that I was re- assigned in college or seminary and was like, and I got a lot out of rereading. I also got a lot of pleasure from rereading. Mm-hmm. So I just finished yeah. a book of short stories that i would read before. Some of the stories I remembered, some of them I didn't. And I, even the ones I remembered, I enjoyed more the second time. Even though I knew what was going on, I could, I felt like I could notice the details better and enjoy them more. So a good book gets better with each rereading is, I guess, the lesson. And you've reread for a long time. And I just, I felt like, there's so few, uh, so little time, so many books to read. I don't have time to reread. And now I'm like, oh, let's reread it. That'll be good.
1: So it's actually kind of interesting because I read, there's a book I read every year. Every year I read The Blue Castle. The Blue Castle. Every year. I love that book so much. In fact, I am thinking about buying a hardback copy of it because I don't think I should read the one I own (laughs) anymore. I mean, that book is now 20, no, how old is that book? How old are we? We're about to be 40. I was about to say
0: 40.
1: We're 39. Uh so it's like don't rush me it's an old book it's like 27 years old that book is it's almost like a vintage book Mm. and probably older than that but um and it's like falling apart you know like and I'm like oh I don't want this book to just be like in pieces so I think Mm. I to continue for the next 20 years I need a different copy (laughs) so that I don't ruin my original one yeah I love so I read that book every year it's It's such a great book. Um, But I also did reread some other books this year, which I reread Persuasion and Northanger Abbey, and I hadn't read either of those in a while for several years. And what's interesting is I read them really quickly. Mm. And I am not sure I've ever read uh, Jane Austen quickly. Mm. You know, I mean, like, you have to think about what those words are. Like, she uses big words and strange sentences, and you're like, what? But I read those both really fast this year, and I was like, oh, I feel like I'm, like, learning to read. (laughs) Like, I'm finally, like, know how to read well or something because I could read Jane Austen quickly. And my goal isn't to read things quickly. That doesn't, like, necessarily mean anything. But just the fact that that's, like, a really higher level Mm -hmm. of book, and um, I was just, like, you know, breeze through it, which was cool to me. So, I mean, I've noticed that before in the last few years, I could return to like Piper or something and be like, wow, this used to be so hard to read. And Mm. yet, and so it's like, that's cool that you can, even as you get older, like you can improve your reading ability. I just find that interesting because you kind of feel like once you learn to read, you learn to read, you know, like what, but no, actually we still get to, uh, we still grow in that. So uh, that's kind of cool. I don't really remember what your question was. So, oh,
0: lessons or themes, like just kind of reflecting yeah. on the year's reading. One of the thing's I, I mean, I mentioned earlier. I think, uh, good books are good books. Mm-hmm. Good stories are good stories. Uh, and uh, I would agree with that. And kind of like realizing, I read some more literary things, both short stories, collections of short stories. Read The Odyssey um, because you know I, I mentioned that as a goal last year. Because I wanted to see how the you know, Odyssey influenced other stories. That was worthwhile. Um, and uh, but like if it's really good, it kind of just doesn't really matter the category that it goes in.
1: Yeah.
0: And like really good. Uh, I I don't like the term literary fiction. Like yeah, you said
1: you've changed your mind about that. I mean
0: yeah, yeah, like serious fiction. I don't even think that's a good term. I mean it's just either good stories or bad stories. Like one of my favorite authors. Fits in the category of thriller, but for the longest time, his books were just good. Well, this last year, his book felt like it was just like a branded advertisement for all sorts of manufacturers of things and, yeah. you know, an advertisement for different restaurants and stores yeah. that like really exist in the real world. And I was like, that's actually not a good book anymore. Mm-hmm. It's ne- neither a good thriller nor a good literary fiction. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's just like, I don't know what happened here. Yeah. So anyway, that was one of my lessons or themes from this year, rereading books Good stories are good stories, and uh, not to be afraid of uh, something that might be considered serious or literary, whether it's Flannery O'Connor or a collection of short stories or Jane Austen or The Odyssey or Avi. You call them Avi? I say Avi. Uh, You know, any, like, Lois Lowry's books, award-winning books, like, if it's good, it's good. So as I think forward, those are a couple couple of lessons I think go. But I did get tired of some two categories.
1: Well, you said mysteries.
0: Mysteries was one of them.
1: You're like, I never want to read another mystery.
0: You know how I love popular history? You're yes. kidding me. So I like books that, I often take, like books that take a, a slice or a, an element yeah. or a detail or a, an event or a person and kind of dive in and yeah. explain it at a popular level. Whether it's military history or world history or mm-hmm. an invention or something, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I read good ones, and I have a list on—I have a list of like ten of those that I'm planning on reading, and I right now, I just can't bring myself to get any of them. Why? I don't know.
1: Oh, so you, it wasn't like one that you read that you were just like, oh my gosh. No, but like, Boys anymore. in the Boat
0: was good. River of Doubt, I read this year, and that was good. You've read that one. Yeah. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, I listened to that. That was great. Mm-hmm. Unbroken was excellent you know uh the indifferent stars above listen to that one that one was good i just and honestly there's even more i could could mention that i read this year and i'm like i don't know i'm kind of there's one about some sharks that sounds interesting and there's sharks uh uh-huh, there's one about like solving You're cholera so that sounds interesting but i'm just like i don't know i'm a, I'm a little popular history down right now so anyway that was kind of funny when i realized i'm not reading the back half of the year i haven't read mysteries and I stopped reading the popular histories.
1: I'm trying to figure out when did I read the, um, the book on finding on finding the um, source of the Nile.
0: That's the river. No, no, no. it's um. Yes, I know what you're talking about.
1: I'm not seeing that on my list. That was Kansas Mollard I know. I'm not. I'm like, did I never write it down? Huh. I don't see it from last year or this year. Oh, there it is, River of the Gods. That's what it's. Oh. Yeah, it was on last year. Okay, I couldn't remember. I was like, when did I read that? It feels like I read that this year, but it was last year. Yeah. So, that one I do not recommend.
0: Yeah. So, any other things from reading this year before we move on to talking about what we think our reading next year is going to look like?
1: Hmm. Um,
0: I'll take that as a no, and we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what are you thinking of some goals for next year?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What, what's your plans? So,
1: um, first of all, my goal is going to go to 45 books. Um, I had 43 the last two years, and then I went above that. But, like, I'm always afraid. I don't want to set it to, like, 60 because, like, you know, something will happen. I'll break my leg. (laughs) Something will happen.
0: Then you'll read more books.
1: And then it will just be, like, not good. So 45 is still an excellent amount of books for someone in my position, I feel like. So um, that's just a number goal. But I actually already have on my list 19 books for next year. So, And actually, the two that I'm currently reading would be will be finished or the three books I'm currently reading will be finished in the new year. So I actually already know what my first 20 some books are going to be. Um, but one of my main goals for 2024 is to read, um, is to focus my nonfiction on the character of God. Okay. So that's just, that's going to be big. And I honestly, I only have right now, I only have like three books in that category. So I need to find more. Of that specifically. Mm, okay. I have some other nonfiction down, but in that, that huh. genre of like huh. the character of God, um, it's gonna be a big year and I need to I be founded.
0: I wonder if John and Frame is. I wonder if John Frame is what you need.
1: Yeah, I don't want a I mean,
0: um, yeah, on a different level, but like I don't John want Frame.
1: another I'm not ready to do another uh big theology thing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So Okay. That's like my big goal. And honestly, I don't, I haven't really thought through like what else, Hmm. what other goals I have. Um, I'm kind of still on this, just trying to discover um, authors that I like. And so
0: Hmm.
1: that's where I'm headed right now. Hmm. So tell me your goals. Um,
0: year. so I am keeping my goal at 36. I think. You're
1: not going to up it, huh?
0: No. I, I mean, okay. the point, <laughs> for me, the point is not to read a lot. Yeah.
1: The point yeah. for me is not right. to read an amount. I mean, that's three books a month. That's not like, that's, that would be. That's a lot. If that's all you did, that would be great.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, the, I don't, I'm not chasing numbers anymore.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh You know, I'm not chasing hmm. a book a week. Uh, I care a lot I, I didn't even care as much about, uh, pages per day, which I used to care a lot about pages per day.
1: Yeah. I remember
0: 50 pages a day would yeah. be my, was my goal. Um,
1: and sometimes that's helpful. It can be helpful to be like, I w- I need to read 20 pages a day. Yeah. Well, Once I have you read 20 pages a day. You get through several books in the yeah, year. Yeah.
0: So uh, I'm going to be finishing the power broker, which yeah. could have fit in somewhere which else. You did
1: divide that up.
0: I did divide that up. Power Broker is a almost 1,200-page really well. book. <laughs> and yeah. one of the podcasts I listen to is doing a book club about it this year, which I'm like, oh, just these are my people. They want to <laughs> read the book, and I was already reading this book. I've got like 350 pages left, and I've broken it up into chunks of 200, uh, which that math doesn't quite work. But that's because there was one time that I was like, oh, this you is really more. good. I'm yeah, going to yeah, read a little yeah. bit more. But it's a great book. But, uh, no, I want to just – I want to steadily be reading – and I feel like 36 just encourages me to stay on track, mm-hmm. but like, it's just not a big deal if I'm like, I'm really tired. And I'm going to roll over and go to sleep right yeah. now. Um, so there's that. I'm like, what are some of them? I am going to do copy work this year. Yes. Because, uh, you, you've talked about it for years and I mean, i scoff it. at yeah. it. They do it. You guys do it. But like, I'd never heard of adults doing it. Mm-hmm but I have been hearing a lot this year about people going no I learned to write or learned to write mm-hmm. better by copying so, um yeah copying good writers that's actually a very common thing mm-hmm. to do is to, and to actually physically handwrite yeah so what's um,
1: what's interesting is that copywork has been around for centuries yeah <laughs> well actually It's been around for, like, millennium, because I'm pretty sure that's what the Greeks did, too, and the Roman. Like, I think that that's how they, like, what they did in the academy. Like, they would copy out, you know, the works. Not in, that's not who I want to imitate, but point being, it's, like, something that's been around for a long time. But it's not necessarily something that's around in regular world culture like people don't i mean i think you'd probably people be like copy work what does this mean so essentially copy work is copying out some work (laughs) yeah so in my case
0: i can copyright short stories novels sermons all of those things would apply to me uh things that i'm interested in and uh what's funny is i was actually reflecting on how i actually think i learned to I actually, or I should say, relearned to preach because I would go over my notes of John Bricker's sermons (laughs) that week after he preached it. Mm -hmm. And so I learned to see the Bible Mm -hmm. and see a sermon even in a different way because I went, you know, like line by line over a period of time. So it helped me see the world a whole new way. So I'm going to do copy work. Um, I was going to say a couple I want to read I want to continue to read uh just good books a little bit more interested in short stories and award winning books because I enjoyed them so much oh, this year
1: short stories that's something um, that I'm wanting to get some for our kids so that's like, cool
0: like right up there I have The Book of the Dun Cow and Pride and Prejudice I haven't read Pride and Prejudice oh, in yeah. 20 years and so but I had another goal that I was going to a reading thing I was going to tell you about what we were going to talk about.
1: I just remembered another one of mine.
0: So, uh... Oh, I know what it was. So, I'll tell... you let you tell yours, and then I'll tell mine. You won't forget? I don't know, I might.
1: Okay. Sorry. Um... I also realized I wanted to read some like old classics that I've either never never read or haven't read in a long time so um like I've never read Dickens Pickwick Papers and I was like it just kind of sounds fun so I might pick that up and I haven't read any Bronte of any any Bronte for a long time I mean I haven't read any of the since college so I'm like well I might do a Bronte book but Like, I tried... I didn't try reading it, but I picked up our copy of Jane Eyre that's on our shelf. And the printing is so bad in that book, it's like the entire page is filled, like, almost to the very bottom. No
0: margins, yeah.
1: And I was like, this would overwhelm me. Like, I could not read this book. I would feel like I was never getting through it because it's printed so badly. Mm -hmm. So I'd have to get a different copy if I was going to choose that. But, I mean, I haven't read. I don't even know. Jane Eyre, Wuthering Heights... um... What's the other one? I can't think right now. But anyway, I was thinking about reading some of those kind of classic, old classic books, maybe.
0: Yeah, well, and I was kind of planning on continuing that because I did it with the Odyssey, Mm -hmm. which I both enjoyed and didn't enjoy. Like, the whole point is not to understand, like, oh, let me educate myself, but like, let me read things to enjoy them. but. I wrote out a few quotes that I enjoyed from the book. I see that story show up in other places. Ooh, that
1: one quote. I shared a quote. Ugh, you know, so precious. A little a romantic quote sweet. from it.
0: Yeah. Um, that had to do with a husband and wife that I thought was really cool. And so what's interesting is Flannery O'Connor believed, well, one, she believed that a lot of books just shouldn't be written. You know, I, am,
1: she, I am with she her on that A lot now. of well, books that you. were written
0: shouldn't be written. <laughs> but she was like, you can't. Really understand modern novels, which for her, modern novels was in the, you know, 1950s she died and
1: in the, 60s. Which is true. There, uh, that was a change. If you don't
0: know the things that come before it. Mm. And so I'm wanting to kind of read some of those things for, to enjoy them, not to just analyze them, but like to enjoy them. In the same way I enjoyed The Wilder King, but also got stuff from it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great story with really cool things in it. Really cool lines and uh, really mm-hmm. cool things.
1: Yeah, there were um, so many themes in that. Like so, just so much going on.
0: Yeah, he, and he's a uh, literature professor. Yeah, and so, you can tell,
1: like, so and can, not in a weird way. Like it's tell. just he's got layers, and you're just like, I'm never, I'm never going to discover everything that's here.
0: Yeah, you can tell <laughs> he's he's absorbed a lot of stories in writing yeah. that. So I'm wanting to read stories in that way. But the other thing I'm planning on doing this year, and you helped me with one of my Christmas gifts, is I'm wanting to read about pastor off, Oth- oh. uh, pastor artists.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So I'm wanting to read. Both some of their works i mean that 's where the book of the Duncow comes in. It kind of fits several categories ah. it 's a national book award winner, but it, he was a pastor when he wrote it
1: mm. uh,
0: later became a literature professor, but like for a long time was a pastor he okay, was a pastor and an, he was a pastor and a novelist for a really, hmm. for a long time, uh, and then i guess wrote some other types of things as well and uh, so people like Frederick beekner um, I, well, George Herbert, I have a few, I have a few others in a list that I was like. So the
1: book that I got him yes. is, um, Phillips by Brooks. Phillips Brooks. And if you don't know who that is, you do, because <laughs> he's the guy who wrote A Little Town of Bethlehem. Yep. And he was actually, he was a pastor uh-huh. and we were just learning all of this this year. Like he was a pastor and actually apparently a really famous pastor, yeah. um, and in like some, I don't know, somewhere in. Like New Englandish or Philadelphia or something, um,
0: and she, So she got me a book,
1: and that's that, not the only thing he, him he wrote. I don't think. I think, yeah, I think he wrote other, po basically poetry
0: because he was a pastor artist, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, so this book it's actually a book of these famous lectures that he gave on preaching. Yeah, but it includes a biography. You actually gave me two copies because you yeah. ordered two. Uh,
1: because I don't know what I'm doing. Two
0: editions, so they're they're uh. slightly different. But anyway, so this year I wanted to read. I want to read on a number of pastor artists, mm-hmm. largely authors, you know. But
1: yeah.
0: I wanted to read about pastor artists this year, which um, is cool. I could probably think. I know I have some more on my list uh, that I want to read. Their memoirs, or a biography of them, or some of the things that they wrote. Um. That's another one of the themes for my reading this year, but I always read theology and biblical studies and li- literature. Or I'm sorry, literature, uh, uh, Baptist history. I've really been digging into that over yeah. the years. Uh those are always on my reading list as well. So, I always, yeah,
1: yeah, I, I always try
0: to read a systematic theology every year. So, do
1: you already have like specific books like lined up, like you know?
0: I don't know the order because some of it's just what strikes me
1: right right, right yeah
0: uh, but in my so my in my my office reading, I have a stack of books that I know what's ah, coming next, okay, uh, and here at the house I know i'm I'm pretty sure I'm picking up the book of the dun cow next um, hmm. which actually a, I'm trying to think what are the two oh yeah the other book that I read I didn't talk about this earlier, absolutely love this series it's the it's a Science for Gardener series oh yes. Last year, you have or, so
1: many things to say about those. <laughs> this year, I
0: read Plant Science for Gardeners
1: and Soil Science
0: and Soil Science for Gardeners. I skipped Compost Science for Gardeners because I, I can't compost. Yeah, we've tried. <laughs> like, we don't have the, I don't have the space for it. Yeah. Like, there's just a certain scenario you need. But uh, so I'm not worried about building a compost pile. But those two books absolutely revolutionized my thinking and helping me understand the science of what mm-hmm. we're doing. Made I think it gave month. you, like, a real peace. It made, gave me a peace. It gave me, like, good things to do. And then I just, like, got out of the way. And let the sun mm-hmm. and the soil and yeah. the microbes and the rain do its really work. I was really
1: impressed by And And, honestly, I didn't really connect it with the fact that you'd read these books. And you were like, oh, these are the things that are going on. I don't have to, like, always be doing something.
0: Yeah, like, he explains, uh, I, I'm always like, are we sure this is science here? We're not just talking like old wives' tale gardening things, but like uh, he he explains. Like one of the reasons I didn't spend so much time in the garden is that like the way that microbes work is if you see visible signs of microbes on your tomatoes, cutting off those branches doesn't help anything because the microbes are in the air. You know or on the leaves around it, you just can't see them yet. So stop worrying about it and stop spending so much time in the garden doing stuff that you don't need to do. I
1: wondered why you didn't cut nearly <laughs> as much off of tomatoes this because year. Because
0: of how microbes work. That's funny. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's like, just, it's like, there's just a whole lot of like scientific things that are like, hey, this is what's going on. And so by the time this becomes visible, this is what's going mm-hmm. on. We had much healthier plants. We had a much better garden and I had a much less stressful life this year because of it. Well, now I'm reading Microbe Science for Gardner, so his follow-up, fourth book in the series, which is still, it's just excellent. Um, It makes me also marvel at nature and just think it's just the most incredible thing in the world. That's fun. Um, So, I like that. That one is something else that's going on. But I, uh, the other, the last thing I was going to say is you just gave me a book this week to read. Did I? That fits really good in a discussion about reading i did and i'm reading it right now yes it's awesome
1: yes it's a good book i would say that i don't know that it's like one of my top books for the year but it's really good i really enjoyed it and it was also a really quick read which is kind of fun it's always nice to have something like just you like get into it and then it's like done
0: yeah
1: it's a book called parnassus on wheels And the title is like, I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You would tell me and you would start with the title and I would be like, I have no idea what she's talking about.
1: Parnassus is the place where the muses lived. I mean, obviously this is (laughs) mythology here. Mythology, yeah. But the book is not a mythology. It has nothing to do with mythology. It's just that (laughs) this man owns a wagon, a book wagon called Parnassus on Wheels. So it is a book about books. Yeah. And the inspiration of books. And it's really cute and fun. So and I don't even know where, where you are in it. So
0: I'm two thirds of the way through. I'll finish oh, it you that's know, good. probably tomorrow. So I would describe it as like it feels she doesn't agree with this, it feels like the like it feels like you're in Canada. Around the turn of the century, I don't know. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, it's there's probably... automobiles, so it it's early. It is early 1900s.
0: Like they mention automobiles, oh, maybe you but they're not. To that part yet. <laughs> they mention them, but like no, no, no cars have shown up in this story. They're still using horse-drawn wagons. Yeah, at, at the point yes. that I'm at in this story,
1: especially because it's a rural place. So. so,
0: anyway, I would describe it as um, it's a story about a woman. Who buys a mm-hmm. book selling wagon and goes on an adventure?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
0: and like changes her life. Mm-hmm. But she just goes on this like book selling adventure. She's kind
1: of doesn't really know what she's doing.
0: And it's a, it's just a really fun book and it's because great, it's, yeah. it's it's about books, and uh, it's uh, but it's not it's not a slow read. It's not a boring read. Mm-hmm. Like and the whole book takes place a, over like five days. You hear days. a book about somebody like going on an adventure selling books. But like she does, like you know. And like,
1: apparently there's a sequel. I need to get yeah. I actually need to put that on my list.
0: Did you know the guy wrote like fifty books?
1: Apparently this is like a famous old writer. But the thing <laughs> like is we've never Do you know heard what of his
0: them. best books are these two? Oh really? Yeah. Like his first book. I don't
1: think our library has any other ones. They right. might not even have this this one, the sequel.
0: So his first it's book it's
1: christopher morley is yeah. his name
0: parnassus on wheels is his first book and oh, it's like the wow. one that it's he his first he is like most well known for but it's a it's a fun book about a, a woman going on an adventure and books are kind of like the occasion for it yeah but they're not like it's you know there's like robbers and there's like you know mistakes that are made and there's, there's all sorts an of things brother. that happen and, you know <laughs> there's like a chase going on. there's yeah and so when you told me about the place where the muses live and like all the, i was like And so anyway, uh, but it is, it's a book about like this book, this wagon and the adventure it takes the woman on and the people in her world Mm -hmm. on. And so it's, it's a fun book about books. Yeah. It's a good way to end the year.
1: And just so you know, like that kind of whimsical book, like that's what I enjoy reading. Like that's the feeling that I go for when I read fiction. Yeah. Like I want, and that's a pretty short book and a really fast read. So not every book I read is like that, but that kind of whimsical, like, this is just fun, there's, like, nothing that I have to necessarily, like, think about, like, that's like, that's a good book for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I enjoy, I enjoy all kinds of books, Mm -hmm. including books where the brother is depressed and struggling with life.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But that's, like, that's why it's hard for me to find books, because I'm, like, that feeling, that feeling from the okay. book, like, that's what I, that's what I need at all times. Okay, and so
0: <laughs> that is why I describe this book as it feels like Anne yeah. of Green Gables. Yeah, so, because it feels for the like whimsy,
1: it. I get, I guess, I don't really, I can understand why you say that, I don't really get that from it, but I can understand, like, maybe that feeling of whimsy.
0: You know, like, Rainbow Valley, which is also that Anne of Green Gables world. Because it's her kids, you know, has that kind of feeling. Even if it stresses me out in different ways,
1: uh,
0: and yeah, reading uh,
1: that book as a parent is a little bit more stressful.
0: Yeah, and as a pastor,
1: yeah, as a pastor parent. Just
0: so you know, Rainbow <laughs> Valley. If you become a pastor and you feel like everybody is looking at you and judging you for your kids, <laughs> don't read. Don't it. read Rainbow <laughs> Valley because it's a book about a whole church everybody judging, looking you. At, <laughs> and judging the pastor because of his kids. It's awful. Uh, I mean, it's still whimsical in that way uh-huh. and if your life is not caught up in it, that's totally fine, but uh, Yeah, you were really shook out by it. it, it was I think playing, you stopped listening to it, didn't you? I did. I put in a you podcast. You were like I can't do I was this, like, this I can't anymore. Do this.
1: That was a vacation read it and was, that was a fail for you.
0: It was a play <laughs> it was playing off of all of my insecurities in that yeah. moment and I just couldn't do it. But I understand that you like books that are very whimsical. And I like a mix mm-hmm. of things. Uh, and this one's a fun one. So yeah. I think that's a good place for us to finish. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice I'm too. always
0: surprised to look back at the end of the year and realize people have been listening to our reading podcast. So for those yeah. of you that listen, thanks. For those
1: 50 people that listened to last year's. And maybe it's the same person listening 50 times. Yeah, she's she's convinced that somebody's
0: listening to it 50 times. And I'm going, well, did 50 people like? I guess down there might, might be 50 people, that like us. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm like, do I know 50 people that listen to podcasts? Apparently. But there's there are people in other countries that listen.
1: Oh. That was probably I'm like, an surely accident, that's
0: a, surely that's an that's accident. that has got to be an accident. <laughs> maybe their name is Radosovich and they live oh, in Belgium oh. and they go, "Oh." I'm like, "Oh." People There's a Radosevich podcast. May. So whoever you are, if you listen to our reading podcast and you get something from it, thanks. That's great. We're And glad. Uh, if you listen multiple years in a row, then you have earned the right to shoot us your favorite book. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you can tell us your favorite book anyway. Yeah, you can tell us your favorite <laughs> book
0: anyway. Uh, and now that you know what Emma's looking for, <laughs> you... Uh,
1: if you know something if that you, is you, whimsical... If, and the not world, modern. And the world
0: <laughs> works out right and everybody's happy.
1: <laughs> that's, that's all I need. It's, it's a really, I don't think it's a big order.
0: And if you enjoyed a book where Mama was struggling, send it to me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. That's awesome. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks.